The Reality Podcast. Real conversations about life, love, and business. With me, Jason Ree. This is The Reality. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Reality Podcast. I am here with Christine Chang. She is a best-selling author, relationship author, actually, podcaster, and an amazing photographer, former wedding industry alum, who's successfully transitioned out and saved herself. Uh, (laughs) I may still be going through the transition. We can talk more about that. (laughs) Welcome to the studio, Christine Thank you. Thank you for having me. I know. I mean, I felt like because I gave you COVID, you might as well have gotten an invitation. (laughs) I could have given it to you. That's true. We don't know who had it first. um, Christine Chang and I actually met at a conference called Engage. Because of Engage, uh, we met in, was it still Laws? Wasn't it? Oh, was it? I don't, I don't remember. It was so like many. that Amazon themed. I just know we were stuffed in a corner. Like we were definitely in the, the worst nosebleeds. table. <laughs> uh-huh. We were in the nosebleeds. And then a few years later, we kind of got upgraded and we, we've. You got the stage. I got the I, stage. Yeah, we both spoke. Yeah, we both spoke at the at the next Engage. So hashtag because of Engage. Thank you so much, Rebecca and Catherine. We love you. Um, but yes, uh we spent COVID together. Well, we were at a conference. I got home. You got home, <laughs> luckily. You it. saved yourself off the island. <laughs> and then I called her because we were actually in line for a photo booth. And uh, we may have talked about this on your episode, actually. But yes. we were in line for a photo booth and we saw this other couple and they were doing like cute poses. So I kind of we just looked at each other and we just we just kissed. We had the same idea. I think we have the same idea of we know what's like entertaining and what's fun <laughs> yeah. so they were kissing and we're just like should we kiss yes and it's so funny because all the photos are posted the next day for everyone to see online and we didn't want to say anything and we want to see if anyone would notice yes that we were kissing and then a few days later as people got COVID at that conference but again that conference was very safe testing was done it was not a full buyout so there was multiple groups and people in the same resort um but we ended up getting COVID. So then I was like looking at that photo being like, oh, that didn't age well. <laughs> but here we are. Because we're so excited to post it yeah. on social media. And then we're like, maybe we should hold off on posting it. <laughs> and now we are fully cleared of COVID, right? Clear COVID of COVID. Is, uh, COVID is done. Although I've heard of people getting it multiple have you times. Been, have you been okay? I've been okay. I feel, like I, I feel like I have long COVID where I'm just exhausted, but I'm also super out of shape. <laughs> which, super which, exhausted. which one? I'm like, am I depressed or is this lingering COVID? Yes. So it kind of feels all the same. But I am really excited to have you because you've been somebody that I've been watching. Um, you've been doing the podcast thing for a lot longer. And you've also been speaking and doing coaching and really just educating in, in the relationship industry, right? Can yes. you tell me a little bit about how you transitioned or tell me a little bit about what you do exactly in the relationship space. Sure. So I help high-performing women create the relationship of their dreams. And I knew there was a market for this. Well, actually, it's not necessarily women. I think uh, most of my uh, clients... Jimmy. (laughs) My dog's here. Agreeing with the high-powered women. (laughs) Um, Most of my... I hate saying followers, but they tend to be women. I think because they could relate to me. Um, but like for my book, I brought you a copy. <gasps> my book, yes. by the way, it looks like show this. up finding love for independent women, 
However, you can just change the pronouns, and you're a high performer. <laughs> we usually have the same I'm patterns. I'm a high performing female, but also this is a great photo. <laughs> oh, thank you. I love it. Thank you. Did you sign it? I didn't. I'll, I'll do okay, it. Okay, we'll sign I'll it, do it after. after. <laughs> um, but basically, helping high performers create the relationship of their dreams. And because I had such a hard time with it myself yeah. before I met my husband, there was a like a good chunk of years where I felt like, is there something wrong with me? Yeah. Like I kill it in my career. I know how to make money. I have great friends. I'm good at my hobbies. I come from a good family. I like, I'm a cool person. You're but, a catch. But I'm like, I don't feel great in this area of my life. Why is that? Why is there certain patterns that keep happening? What are those patterns? And so I dove into personal growth. And I think there's a lot of resources like how-tos out there. Mm -hmm. But very few people talk about how shitty it feels when you're going through it, especially if you're a very successful person. People make assumptions. Yeah. Like, of course. Like, of course she's confident. Of course. Well, you, you also know, can't really talk about it, right? Because you're, like, building your platform or you're building your, 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 you're building your brand. So you can't really... We weren't encouraged in the past to really, like, share those downfalls. Correct. Yeah. Unless someone asked me about it somewhere where someone who made me feel safe, then mm. I would open up about it. But there was, I felt very uncomfortable talking about it because I felt like no one knew how I felt about it. Like, like the level anxiety I would get. I would be devastated if a relationship didn't work out. Not just disappointed, like, oh, man. Yeah. It was like, I'm not good enough. This person doesn't like me. He likes someone else. And it was just shattering. And so there was a lot of ch uh, healing that I had to do. Most of it stems from childhood for yeah. most of us. So I had to go inward and back in time to, you know, figure out what are my pain points? Why was this so painful for me? And why was it so difficult? Why was I making it so difficult? Yeah. Well, and this is, I don't know. We I had a conversation with somebody about how there's like privileges in being a man in the sense that we don't have to... Not that like relationships aren't priority for men, but because, you know, the 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 stereotypical what we learned with this like, you know, this toxic, problematic world where women should get married or women should have this like relationship and that should be a focus. Has that like was that part of kind of what made you prioritize relationships or did you always know at the beginning of your career um, that like. You wanted you wanted a partner. You wanted that kind of like love for yourself. Oh, yes. I was always drawn to relationships. And that's one of the reasons I chose to do wedding photography, because yeah. I loved being around connection mm. and not just the, between the bride and groom, but the families. Yeah, yeah. I loved being around that and because growing up, I my needs weren't met emotionally as a kid. And I had like intimacy issues yeah. and uh, avoidant attachment style. Um, and is that so, our Asian background? Is that our Asian <laughs> I mean, mostly, if you're Asian, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> you were never told, I love you and you're good enough. Yeah. <laughs> because they couldn't communicate it. It was, they communicate it in a different way. Yeah. They'll say like, my mom will say like, dude, like you suck at ironing. Let me do it. Yeah. You know, like things like that. And that is her way of saying, I love you. And it's how the, they were just brought up differently. So they don't. No, like saying I love you is just so weird to them. Mm -hmm. And um, so I had to do a lot of healing with my parents and really to understand and hear he what they were saying to me. Because I yeah. always felt it was criticism, uh. you know, and I there was a big chunk of time where I especially my mom, she's very she's like typical. I would say like tiger mom, dragon yeah. lady, like she's the CEO, COO of biotech company, very capable. Oh, wow. Um, 
and just very uh, to the point. And so emotionally, I was a very sensitive kid. So I kind of um, wish that I had someone that was a little softer with me. That's what I needed. And so I had to learn to reparent myself, like talk to little me. Like, what did little me need wow. and give that to myself instead of I, for a while like I resented my mom like why couldn't you do this like you know and there was just it was really unfair because now that I look back we have a fantastic relationship yeah now. I mean she's also on your social media often too she makes she, TikToks with you yeah she yes and well <laughs> I make TikToks of her she's so funny like not she's not even trying to be funny yeah she's literal I, th- I think she's it's because she's so honest yeah she it's refreshing because she says yeah. things that uh, a lot of people are thinking, yeah. but very few people want to say. Yeah. And um, so our relationship's great now, but I had to really take responsibility and stop playing victim, too, because you can only blame your parents for so long. Yeah. So essentially getting into realish, re, relation, real estate, real, relationships, <laughs> heart real estate is what we can call it. Um, is that so you started? Oh, so how did you get into wedding photography? Like, how did you even get into the photo space? What was your first job? My first job, well, I had, uh, my mom had gifted me a camera for my birthday, and I knew immediately, like, I loved it. I was taking pictures of everything. Oh, how old were you? I was, was this mid-20s? Okay. Yeah. And then um, a friend of a friend asked if I wanted to photograph a wedding for fun. Like, you can come as a guest, and do you want to just play around? And I said, sure. And I went with my friend who was also, he was a photographer. Like, he's like the artsy snob New York photographer where, like, nothing's ever good enough. You know, that snobby friend, you know, (laughs) where, like, the best ramen is not good enough for him. His name's Conway. Shout out to you, Conway. Shout out to you, Conway. But you did change my life. (laughs) Um, But after I photographed that one, it just came so easy to me to see those moments intuitively. I think because I naturally gravitated towards them and those... um, those candid moments. Yeah. And even Conway said after, he's like, your photos from that wedding are amazing. And he never compliments everything. Yeah. And I felt it. I'm like, I'm really good at this. I'm going to pursue this. So that was the start of me building my wedding photography business. And now I still do some corporate, like corporate headshots, just because the money is fantastic. I mean, corporate has a ton of money to spend and they're not emotional either I'm like in and out versus weddings is such a big day for people which I totally understand yeah but I think after 15 years of doing it I think I'm like I yeah. think I'm, I think I'm good off yeah, the weddings th- and events. I think I'm at the 15th. Well, now I'm at maybe at the 16th year mark, and it is it is really emotionally taxing, which is why, like, even on our episode, we talk about relationships, and I think. You know, I think at some point I made a conscious decision to commit to my relationship with my job, right? Like that was something that's was something that I'm actively I'm actively in a relationship with my work. And I think kind of seeing what you've done with your brand and also just understanding like how you focus on relationships and that is your education. That's kind of what I wanted to bring you in for to help me <laughs> is figuring out. If that was like, if that's an active decision you're making in terms of like, I need to prioritize relationships, so this is what I'm doing, or is it just something that comes naturally to you? Because I also think relationships is a lot of fucking work. It is, but I think, um, I think when you're in the right relationship, it doesn't feel like it. It is like yeah. it does take compromise and showing up, but with the right person, it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. And the important thing is that you genuinely want it because maybe you don't want it like being single is awesome like in 
today's world, there's so many ways to be fulfilled. Yeah. Like a lot of my girlfriends, they have a great set of girlfriends. They travel the world. Like some, they kind of feel like they don't need a partner. Yeah. So really be honest with that. Like, do you want a partner? And I actually had to get honest with myself too, because I think I was, I secretly knew I wanted one, but I was afraid to be vulnerable to say, mm-hmm. I would really love to get married someday. Oh, it was wow. very vulnerable for me to say that. Yeah. And to admit, like, I would really like this. And so I was dating the entire time when I was photographing weddings, traveling the world, um, but none of them ever worked out. It just, um, there are certain patterns, like I would always choose emotionally unavailable people yeah. or people. Well, you're also like fixed. in an adventurer world, like role, right? <laughs> like you're constantly kind of come and going from different groups of, of people. Cause again, you're coming and going from different lives, yeah. which I also think is like someone that works in weddings. I've gotten so lucky to experience as many lives I feel because I we, we get so personal with our couples yeah we get so That's personal true. with our clients mm-hmm. but then also I'm assuming as a, as a beautiful single woman you probably were getting hit on all the time at the weddings yes yeah. I, I will say yes <laughs> <laughs> that has not happened to me no one ever hits on me <laughs> you never never say never up until this point they haven't but uh, yeah that would happen and also traveling alone um, yeah gives you opportunity to to, play. You know, to meet people and play. Yeah. But now that I look back on it, because it was a time where I did travel so much, it I think having a serious relationship, unless that person was traveling with me all the time, probably it wouldn't have worked long term. Yeah. I'm much more grounded now. You know, and so I feel like I do have that energy where I want to be at home more. Yeah. It's more balanced. Yeah. I mean, I think that's really interesting too do you feel like when you were building your because you I mean how long have you so it took you 15 years 15 years to build your business and then when did you come out with your book it was three months after the pandemic hit oh wow that's right yeah I remember that yeah so the I had thought about switching like doing the pivot yeah (laughs) a few years before but there's a lot of emotions that come with like do I want to leave this yeah because you have spent so much time Working your ass off, building your reputation mm-hmm. in certain areas. Paying the dues, yeah. You make good money doing it. I mean, we can make five figures in a day of work, you yeah. know? Like, and I'm like, am I just throwing all this away? But I, for me, like, I felt like I'm not going to, this is something I'm not going to do forever. Like, yeah. what is my plan to to pivot or, or do something different. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I, I was, I kind of went back to like early twenties where you're like, what do I want to do? You know, this, this, this. But when you're older doing that, I was really hard on myself. Like, don't fuck this up. Yeah. You know, time is more limited, you know, like make sure you're efficient with your time. Yeah. Which that's something I had to learn to be more gentle. But with was myself. like romance relationships, was that always something that you just knew you wanted to tap into? Or did you use your own personal like relationship experience to get there and be like, oh, I went through this insane, you know, 15 year journey building my business and also going through all these relationships that now I see that there's things I want to share and, and, and help people with. Yeah. So if you would have asked me 10 years ago, I would have never guessed that I would be in the relationship space. Like as a coach teaching, like who am I to like teach people? Yeah. When I was doing photography, I had a blog. And in addition to sharing my work and the weddings, I would also 
share my travels and personal stories ah. too. And a lot of it was about more about me when I was dating and of uh, my friendships and my parents. It's kind of like my online journal, and that's one of the big reasons people would hire me too, because they felt like they could connect with me. And so from that blog was, I just knew that there was a market out there for yeah. this as well, because I've had so many conversations with people, especially high performers, a lot of people in the event space. The career, it's very demanding. And is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's it is. very demanding. <laughs> yeah. And we're all really good at it. But there's a lot of us have trouble in our personal well, life. I think that's the detriment of it, right? Like, I think because we're good at it is probably why it's so detrimental, you know? Like, and again, I don't want to blame like my addiction on. The, on the event and wedding world, but I definitely think that factors of focusing on somebody else more than myself is part of how I also got to the to the to where I am. So, like, again, looking at you and seeing like how well adjusted your relationships are, I'm always like thinking to myself, like, you know, is it something where you actively at some point went, you know, you actively are like, oh, well, I'm in good relationships now, so I can I can now help people with those relationships, or do you still feel like there's times where you're like oh, fuck, this relationship thing is really tough. Like, I'm I'm not the best at it. I have, like, when's the last time you had a falling out with a friend? Oh, like, after the pandemic started. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. me too. <laughs> That's I feel like we've all had, had friendships that were tested. But I actually, recently, I closed those those loops. Yeah. You know, it's kind of things like we just stopped talking, we could not communicate, and... Um, it just, it doesn't feel good. You know, I knew like we used to hang out a lot. And now if I bumped into him, it's kind of awkward. I'm like, we need to close these loops. And I did. And, um, and it feels really good to do that. Yeah. We don't have to be BFFs again, yeah. but at least the mutual respect and just so clarity. I'm big on clarity. I talk about that yeah. in my book a lot. Um, it, it just, it feels really good. So if anyone has any lingering you know, I don't know is out there. Yeah. Most people are probably thinking the same thing and they would really appreciate you reaching out to them. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, again, all that, it's interesting because relationships to me prior to the pandemic, I think was all about like engaging as many people and bringing everybody in. But as I'm beginning to really process what relationships are and healthy relationships are, I think it's more about boundaries than, than just like inviting everybody in. And I feel like for you, are you somebody that, um, do you, do you, do you consider yourself somebody who has like very clear boundaries and you communicate them? Yes. I, I think I'm good at, it. I used to suck at them. That's one yeah. of the reasons why my relationships were not good. Now I'm, I'm very good at it. I'm very clear. Maybe too, if anything, maybe a little too rigid. And yeah. I feel like type A people sometimes can be too rigid with them. Where I've learned in personal relationships, there's gray area and you have to let people be human. It's not like work where you can hire and fire people. I mean, mm -hmm. you can, but then you're just going to be like chopping people out of your life. And I'm fruit ninjing people every day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Like you have to be patient and give people grace. And my husband is so good at that. Shout out to your hot husband. <laughs> Pete. <laughs> Love you, Pete. He's so patient. Like, if I could be just a little bit more like him, yeah, I feel like I'll be good to go. But we're so different. That's why we balance each other out so well. Yeah. Do you think that in a successful relationship, it has to be, there has to be kind of that yin and yang, that balance? I think for ease, yeah, it's a good idea to be balanced. Because if, have you ever, would you consider yourself type A or type B? I don't know. See, that's a, actually a very interesting question. I think I present as a type A, but I think I have a lot of type B 
Can you can you can you kind of tell me the difference? I well, type A is more like you take charge and you like yeah, things type your A. way. Okay, yeah. so you're anal. Type a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, type particular. A. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then type B is that more like easygoing? Easygoing, go with the flow. I'll I'll go wherever you want. Where do you want to go eat? I mean, I I feel like I'm a blend of both, but maybe type B because of not wanting to be so type A. But I think maybe at the core I'm type A, and then I get resentful. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, it's good to be on. Like, yeah. be honest with yourself with what you are, because I I am type A. Well, I, I want. I mean, I think everybody presents them. I mean, I would hope that we all want to like be accommodating and be fun and be like easygoing. But I do think that I have a very clear idea of like what it means to be a good person. Yeah, and like it's you know like to show up or to be kind or like you know even even in like a transaction exchange like when you're shopping or you're at a restaurant, like I always get so frustrated when people are just fucking rude and it's so infuriating to me. And I know it's not even like something simple, like, and and this is going to be maybe petty, but like, you know, when you let somebody in when you're driving and they don't fucking put their hand up, I don't know. Is it, am I the only one that gets upset? They don't acknowledge. Well, see you and I notice these things because we're in the service industry. Okay. So So maybe that's another factor of it. We are trained to like Disney trains their employees. If someone is within five feet of you, you look at them and you acknowledge them. Yeah. I let them in. We we know. You're welcome. Other other people, (laughs) some people just don't have it. I, I, my initial reaction is like, that's rude. Like you could just, just a hand, something. Acknowledge. I just, just need I don't even need like a confetti I just need the the acknowledgement yeah that I let you in but then I also then instantly go into like oh that's kind of shitty of me to like do something for them and then get upset about doing it right right because everyone's different like my husband does not need acknowledgement so sometimes he forgets to give it to me and I'm like what like people need acknowledgement but then not everyone needs it the way I need it I need acknowledgement yeah me too (laughs) <laughs> what is that? Is that so? Are there are there just? Is it one or the other? No, it's everything's on a continuum, right? Yeah. Where sometimes, like, like for example, he sometimes when I'll be talking to him, you'll just to tell someone you hear what they're saying, you'll nod or be like, okay. He doesn't need me to do that, so sometimes he won't do it to me. Yeah. And at first, I'm like, did you hear what I said? And he's like, yeah. I'm like. Can you acknowledge that you did? But be, just because he doesn't need, need it. it. We're more extremes, you know, but there's people who are in the middle. Some things yeah. they prefer. But so are you actively like, do you feel like you have to actively participate in that relationship in terms of like communicating constantly? So like, for example, with that whole scenario of him not being somebody who gives you the acknowledgement, is that something you have to continually talk to him about? Um, yeah, some things. Um Here's another thing. Things take time, too, because Boo. it does, like, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could take, like, six or more years sometimes. Yeah. And um, that's another thing with the patients, because sometimes we're like, okay, this person, I guess, doesn't want to do it. They heard me. They're not doing it. Okay, bye. But just to learn patience, because also it's like, it's like him asking me to do something that's not really in my nature. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll forget to do it. And he's so good at giving me grace. You know, like it doesn't mean I'm a bad person. It doesn't mean I don't love him. It just it takes time. And 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 that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. And but you really have to know what your basic like needs are in a relationship. So when you're what's most important to you. And so when you're working with like 
I guess, do you work with couples or people individually? And also, can you can you start billing me now? It's <laughs> individually, yeah. And, yeah. and it's mostly professional women. Women. Got it. High-powered women. High-powered women. Yeah. What makes you think, what, is there a, do you think there's a difference? Obviously, in, in your own personal experience, you can't really speak upon, like, being a powerful man. But do you feel like there there are initial, like, differences that you can say, like, you know how they say, like, women are from whatever and men are from whatever? Yes, and, yeah. Yeah. Do you think that that's something that is, like, a, I mean, I, I don't even know if that's the right question to ask because I feel like we get into, like, gender and it, things. Right. Well, uh, we could just bring it to the most simple, like, a heterosexual yeah. type, a workaholic man. How about yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, I feel like, is traditionally, it's a masculine trait. Me. So, <laughs> so women who are in their alpha, it's more of a masculine trait. And we all have mix of masculine and feminine characteristics. Yeah. Everybody, right? But a man who is masculine and does all those things, typically, I think in general, can find a feminine partner who is okay with that compared to a woman who's more in her alpha. Because, again, it's that yin and yang thing. Yeah. Because I, I have tried to date type A men. There's some things that are great about it. You talk business, it's very fiery, but long term, it was not compatible. And I had to really accept like, there are parts of me that are alpha and more masculine, but I like these parts of me, I'm going to embrace that. And so Pete, Pete receives that very well. He's not competitive with me. He's not threatened by me at all. Some men like they didn't like that I would take off and travel all the time. And that's okay. That's okay. But just being really honest with that. So with with women who are more type A, a lot of times we do want a masculine partner as well. But you have to be really honest about that. It's like two masculines. We're talking about polarity here, right? Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense. And so either you need to learn to be more in your feminine. Like, what kind of partner do you want? And be honest with yourself with who you are. Yeah. Because if you are a very picky person, you like things your way, just embrace that, you know? And then have a partner that, like, Pete's really easygoing. I think if someone wasn't easygoing, I would have a hard time yeah. with that. Um, but it's a balance, of course. We don't, most women, they don't want someone that they could steamroll either. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> you have to have opinions and like a backbone. I think that's really interesting. I want to go more into it, but we're going to take a little break um, and, and listen to our, our commercial sponsor. <laughs> Are you liking what Christine has to say so far? Well, then make sure to pick up her book, Show Up, Finding Love for Independent Women. Christine shares her personal journey from shaky and sporadic relationships to deep, supportive, and unbreakable love. Through her nightmarish relationship struggles and often embarrassing ahas, she reveals the most important questions you need to ask yourself to slay the dating process and find the partner you deserve. Because even though love can be a mess, you should never settle for anything less. You can purchase the book on Amazon.com, as well as the links that we provided below, and her website, ChristineChang.com. Um, we hope you do whatever I said in the commercial break. But um, we are here with Christine Chang, um, author, relationship expert, and photographer. And we were just getting kind of deep about, I mean, I kind of blacked out for a moment. Then I And I realized that I was like getting personal coaching from you. Promo, <laughs> but it's, it's very interesting how much um, thought I have not put in 
in looking f- in in terms of a partner. Like I, I think about like the broader things, like in the shallow things, but I haven't really thought about all those like interesting dynamics and even like the aspect of dominant feminine. I think that's where I get tripped up a little bit because as a gay man, mm-hmm. I have feminine tendencies and feminine qualities, but I still am very much a man in the sense that I want to like provide take care of and that's like I struggle with that a lot okay yeah Yeah. well in my book there's questions that will help you gain clarity yeah they're really simple questions about like what do you want what do you need because sometimes those two are not the same yeah and um you know what's important to you and also how you want to feel yeah in your relationship because a lot of times you might have heard like make your list of what you would like Mm -hmm. of course you can just like do the fun stuff but really at the top should be how do I want to feel in this relationship that's where you'll get the longevity too because and like the true happiness because you've probably experienced like reaching a goal right and you reach it and you're like awesome now what like that didn't make me as happy as I thought it would like I'm proud of myself but now what and so if you do that with a checklist with superficial things like height or yeah yeah how dare you (laughs) how did you know how did you know that was like on the top that was like top of my list (laughs) um You might find yourself not feeling fulfilled. Yeah. So really think about how you want to feel. That's really interesting. Okay, so I'm curious, what was your first job ever, like your first paycheck? It was uh, at a dry cleaner. A dry cleaner. A dry cleaner. And you know what's funny is when we are, I was at an Engage, and you know how they have the smaller uh, dine-around yeah. people so we can get to know, you know, some people, yeah. maybe eight people. And the question was, what was your first job? And everyone at the table except me was Caucasian. Yeah. And then uh, they all say, like, at the mall or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Claire's, whatever. Yeah. And then I, I was, like, at the dry cleaner. And then it was just silent for a bit. And I realized in that moment, like, they, they would most likely never work a job like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's that difference of, like, oh, uh, like, I'm a little different here. Yeah. And where did you grow up? Here. I, I was born in the Bay Area, San Carlos. Oh, okay. Yeah, in a very, um, like, Brady Bunch-type neighborhood. There was only, like, two other Asians. Yeah. And everyone was nice growing up, but it's those little things like that that make you feel a little, like, oh, yeah. it, oh it's a little different. That's really interesting because, I, again, I feel like, you know, I grew up very privileged, right? Like, I grew up, I mean, I've experienced a lot of trauma. Like, who hasn't? But I think... Um, cause my first job was like in, you know, I think I worked at party city, you know, I worked at like a shopping mall, but then it's interesting cause dry cleaning also has like connection to immigrants yes. and for a long time. So do, how did you get in? Did you just, was it just somebody that, in your family or yeah, a, a friend of a friend? Um, and the owner was Asian. And so he, he actually paid cash like under the table. Yes. Of course. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, I was also underage too. Yeah. So, uh, but I was so happy to have a job and make some extra money. And my yeah. mom always told me that she's like, you'll feel like she was always said, make your own money. You'll feel good about it. And it just, it feels different when you spend your own money versus spending. It really does. I mean, granted, I spend my money on frivolous things too. Like I love an Instagram ad or an Amazon (laughs) purchase, which I know Amazon is terrible. Um, Hopefully my commercial wasn't an Amazon product, (laughs) but I do love buying some things. Um, Okay. So then you're going to say, you're going to ask a question. Yes. I want to ask you a question. you, You had mentioned a little bit about like connection and I didn't realize this until I stopped photographing events. Yeah. Do you feel that because the work that you do is your way of connecting with people? 
And so that part of your life is almost like in a way satiated. fulfilled. Yeah. Yes, because that's how you connect. Well, you know, what's funny is like as I've been un- unraveling everything with, you know, sobriety and like figuring out even like my eating and purchasing, if that's all part of addiction too, in the way that I shop, I kind of think about that a lot where, you know, essentially my lifeline with my clients is a relationship phobic person's dream, right? I come and win you over. I dazzle you. I sparkle like glitter. And then you fall in love. We work together intimately for a year. And then I get to phase out the hero, right? That is the perfect lifeline for a Peter Pan. And as somebody, you know, and again, if you don't know what a Peter Pan is, is just look up a 30 something, a 20, 20 to 30 to 40 to 50 year old and male in LA. Just go outside in LA. <laughs> Um, The Peter Pan syndrome is deep and real, but I feel like it has kind of enabled me a little bit because I do get so I mean, I get to meet so many people all the time and in very personal situations. And then I get to essentially fall very closely with them for for an intimate amount of time. Um, And then I think I have trouble balancing and managing all of those relationships. So I don't know, like maybe, you know, I I, do can you give me some advice? Okay. Well, I just noticed that because I stopped shooting events. Yeah. And like I was feeling kind of empty for a while too, even though I was working on other things. Yeah. I started, I published my book and started working on other things because that's one of the ways that I um, deal with trauma is like, let's be productive. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know all about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I noticed because photography was my way of connecting with people and that what I wasn't really doing it anymore. My new way of connecting with people, which is talking and showing my face to the world more, which is yeah. very uncomfortable for me, but it's something that I want. So this is a skill that I have to cultivate. Yeah. But I'm not feeling the full connection to it yet. Yeah. Because the way, uh, like, it's I'm an artist at heart too, is like the photography, like, this is me. This is how I feel. This is the moment that I yeah. see. And so now this is a new way of me connecting. And I'm actually still figuring out that balance as well. Yeah. So I've whipped out my camera more to photograph for joy. Yeah. Because I do. I love it. Well, and that's also really interesting. It's like there's a period of time that we've, we loved what we did and there's a time where it becomes work because you're getting great at it mm-hmm. and you're building and then you're now making great money. And so at some point I think I've hit that part too where I'm like, I I remember I used to make design boards, like inspirational, like, you know, Pinterest boards for events and being like, oh my God, one day I'm going to be able to design an event like this. And now it's more <laughs> like, oh my God, I have like 15 Pinterest boards I have to look at and do. And so there is kind of that shift, but I do think that there's something really unique slash troubling about being people that work in this space is that like it really can consume you and figuring out like you know and maybe that's through like the wellness stuff and and really like exploring yourself which is something that I think I did very late because I prioritize building my business over Mm -hmm. my own development for so long that even now like as I'm going out and speaking authentically and being, you know, even this podcast, like I'm being authentic with my conversations. I'm actually like healing (laughs) episode by episode. And I don't know if that's fair for the viewer, but I'm definitely getting so much out of it because even in this conversation, I like have never really thought deeply about like, you know, just the simple facts of like, do what makes me happy in a relationship. But I also at this point feel like I've 
I'm in so many. So do I even want any more? Do I want to be able to, um, cause I know that also you have to prioritize it and I don't know if I even have the bandwidth for it, you know, and you have to either be very exciting or, you know, as I call kryptonites when they're trouble and that's why they feel so great. Yeah. Like those are the only ones that I feel like I'll pay attention to because right now I'm just like, I'm at capacity yeah. with the amount of amazing people I have in my life. Right. Yeah. yeah Jimmy gets it. Jimmy gets it. Jimmy. <laughs> Such a punk. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, let's 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 talk about that a little more because I used to be drawn to the kryptonite too. Yeah. Which is super fun short term. Yeah. It get, you can pick them up. Actually, can Jimmy, you bring them over here? here? Sorry, we can. We're gonna have a little surprise. Oh, Jimmy. <laughs> you can. You want to go next to Jason? Come here, punk Jimmy. ass. You're such a punk. Such a punk. So I, I always said I would never be the person to put my dog in clothes. And Hi. here I am. This is Jimmy. Oh, okay. James Tiberius. I mean, look at this face. <laughs> Come on. Look at Jimmy's face. <laughs> um, yeah. So being uh, attracted to those unhealthy roller coaster. Yeah. Which is great for a fling. You're in like Italy, a summer romance. Yeah. Super fun. But if you want to create a long-term relationship, it's... You look for different qualities. Yeah. I used to think that sounded so boring. Yeah. But it is. It's You look for different things. Well, and I think the truth is, I don't know if I really want to be in a long-term relationship. I don't think I actually want to. I don't know. I actually don't, I actually don't know if I want to be in a relationship. Yeah. And maybe that's fine. probably also why I'm not in one, because I really don't know if I want one. Yeah, absolutely. You know? But I don't yeah. know if there's something wrong with that. I, there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with yeah. that. Do you think you can be well being alone? I think so. I think if you have so, uh, like a handful of good relationships in your life, yeah, family, good friends, uh, you don't need many. But if you have that handful of people, like your rider dies, yeah, you're good, and you can go like just sleep with you know randos. <laughs> Get that part safe. <laughs> Do you okay? So can we talk about the sleeping with randos for a moment? I think in gay culture, we it's so it's. Not that it's, like, acceptable, but the hookup culture is so rampant in the gay community. Like, we have, I mean, we, you know, everyone knows of the app grinder. Do you feel like there is a, um, something you have to experience? You want to you wanna go on grinder? Is that what you're doing? Um, it, do you feel like you have to explore sexually in order to even understand what you want? Or do you think that there's a way of, I guess, getting there without being a hoe? Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, approaching things with curiosity is a good thing yeah. and I think experience is a good thing too yeah with sex I'm curious <laughs> as long as you're doing it safely yeah and then also like health wise and then also um, you're handling other people's emotions as well yeah so as long as you're doing it in a healthy manner and you have integrity and you're honest with people I think it's fine it's yeah. great yeah and do you have any thoughts on like open relationships and and like multi like polyamorous relationships? Yeah, that's becoming more popular. Yeah, now. I think it's more. It's becoming more. I've I've been. I feel like we hear about it more often yeah. than we did before. Yeah, I think different things work for different people. Yeah, I think it, for me personally, I just think mastering the relationship with yourself is already pretty difficult. Yeah, and then you they just say if you partner up with one person, that's already can be challenging at times and I feel like if you 
<laughs> if you throw in more, like that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of feelings and different. <laughs> well, that's also, I people. think that's probably the best way to label this conversation is really mastering the relationship with yourself. Because I think that's probably the journey that I'm on right now, which is, and again, like when I think about some of my biggest heartbreaks in relationships um, with boyfriends, ex-boyfriends, I realized I was so young. I was like in my 20s. I was a baby. Yeah. So you probably want different things now. I think I want different things now. But I also look at some of those experiences now with a little bit more, not empathy. Like there was still some shitty, shitty guys that I dated. But also like I was pretty shitty. I was pretty shitty because I was also broken and hurt. And then I went through my path of destruction because I was so terrified to get hurt again that I ended up hurting more people by not being clear about what I wanted. You know, when really I just wanted to play. I just wanted to explore myself. I just wanted to have fun Mm -hmm. and didn't realize like, oh, like, you know, and I always thought it was because also I'm not somebody who like, I'm not a fuck boy. I'm more of like somebody who you'd want to either boo up with or take home to your parents. I can, like, I always thought that was part of it, but I think it has nothing to do with that. I think it just has everything to do with like where I was in that journey and not being open about that. Absolutely. And it's completely fine to want to play. I think it's just being clear about that yeah other people want to play (laughs) dm me i want to play just kidding i don't have time i don't have any time um okay so then uh what do you think is one of the biggest misconceptions about you about me oh i mean i back in the day a lot of people just assumed that dating and love was easy for me and it's not Mm. oh now i would say people they think that like my marriage is perfect yeah and I make it a point to let people know that it's not well it's funny because I feel like that's where you and I also have a lot in common is we both aren't afraid to be vulnerable and open on social like we're both very pretty open about things like that so that like even for me as a planner I feel like I have to make it seem like I'm my life like oh you of course you want to work with me because I'm perfect but then I hear I'm going around being like I'm an addict you know so I feel like that's something that must be is it was that a conscious decision for you to be like you know I have to be open I have to share yeah, I, I just think that because my goal is to help other people. And I think that we can, even though we intellectually know it, like Instagram's everyone's highlight reel, it's it's yeah. not real. But sometimes you can feel really alone when you're looking at other people's stuff because not that many people will post the like the real everyday stuff that happens. Yeah. And so and I like to be relatable, too, because there are I have felt lonely before, you know, and I it sucks to yeah. feel like that. So my goal is just to be authentic and real. And that was my photography style too. Like I was never the polished person. Like I hated that for certain reasons. Like my upbringing, my mom always yeah. told me like, be perfect, show yourself like this. Yeah. And so I kind of rebelled and said like, no, that no one is like that. Yeah. And like people just know you're full of shit if you try to lie about that. Yeah. But what's so interesting is my perception of you was very much that you are somebody who has their shit together. And not that you don't, but that like you are a perfect person. Like you're branded that way. That's what I initially thought when we first met. Not, And then as I got to explore and understand you more and learn more, I realized that you're, we're all kind of in the same mindset of being as authentic and sharing who we are but at the same time like I think you and I both agree like if I can 
share anything to make somebody else feel a little bit better or yes. feel a little bit different on their journey of building kind of like the way that we built. I think that's something that I'm, I'm here for, which is probably why we both have a podcast. Absolutely. And a future show together. Yes. A future show together. <laughs> um, okay. So then what do you think is one of your, um, like what quality do you love about yourself the most? I like my self-awareness. Yeah. I think I'm very self-aware. And I, my self-responsibility, too. I, I, I think that's lacking in this world. Self-responsibility is hard. It is really. Like, is that like a combination of accountability and like when you, when you say that you're going to wake up and go work out, that you actually wake up and work out? Oh, absolutely. Oh. And also when, you, when you're being the toxic person or a lot of coaches, because it's stuff we ourselves want to learn. Yeah. They'll always talk like you, you. But a lot of times, like, I'm talking to me. Yeah. As you know what I mean? Like and so just being accountable like I've done that before. I've been a shitty friend before. Yeah, it's, it's not so much about you. It's not so much about like let me it's using yourself as a vessel to to educate and help other people. Absolutely. Yeah. As I'm learning and yeah, sometimes I mean cuz I love to be right, so it it can be really hard. Oh, I love hard. to be right. Yeah. <laughs> and we are right. <laughs> It can be really hard yeah. to take a step back. But I I mean, good communication, I think, is just golden. And I wasn't taught good communication growing up. And so I, as an adult, I sought out to learn it. And I realized that upon learning it, it is learnable, by the way, but you have to want it. But it kind of makes me sad that it's a skill that is not nurtured yeah like it should be 101 like taught in school and stuff and unless you're really lucky and your parents are fantastic yeah communicators most of us do, we just learn we model like what we see right yeah he, jimmy doesn't have a problem with I, communicating. I mean, communication is jimmy's priority today <laughs> but it's also because he's he's stumping from our favorite yoga neighbors hence the sarcasm um <laughs> you know well you know, like kind of it's kind of actually in line with the wellness conversation about like problematic wellness oh are they like snobs? i mean are, should, <laughs> Please. Them, they're not snobs it's just that like i feel like we've seen so much of appropriation now that like i feel like when i see wellness but then it's branded with self and greed and like mm. not actually like community activism but like like for example i i just looked up this company and they have a very catchy agency title okay. and it says and it says like on the header of their website it says like diversity like and then I looked at their entire team and it's literally a kitchen of 30 white people. Mm. And but they use the header diversity is and then the word of their company is like a very, it's, it might as well be called protest. Honestly, it's called protest, but it's it's their agency. And I kind of started to think about like with the wellness space and how big it's gotten and how about self-help. Like, I think it's also there's a fine line between like selfishness and like self like self-love and taking care of yourself. And I think that's something that, you know, especially with like relationship education, I want, do you see that? You see that a lot. You see. Oh yeah. People are very extreme with things. And yeah. even if I'm sure you've seen the quotes on like Instagram, everything is very like me, 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 my way, the highway. Yeah. I, um, yeah. So that's why I think it's good to have awareness. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good starting point. <laughs> so, what do you think is your like do you do you have a tip for somebody who let's say is constantly finding themselves in the same relationship situation um 
do you think it's more so something where they should take a break from relationships than like dating and they should go and like spend uh, a you know time reading your book and like going on like a self-help journey or do you think that it actually helps to continue like working it out with other relationships Every, everyone's different yeah and some people i mean you learn a lot about yourself while you're dating while yeah. you're in relation some people are the other extreme i'm not going to date at all i'm going to work on myself like to the point where they haven't dated in years yeah five like 10 years and i say it's good to I think it's always good to be balanced yeah. as well. Sometimes it is necessary to maybe retreat and take some time for yourself, but also integrate it too. Start dating because you'll learn more about yourself. Yeah. You don't have to be closed off to it. Yeah. So, so how it up? <laughs> so we're we going to conclude this conversation. How it up, everybody? Um, okay. So what are you most looking forward to this year? Like, what, do you have any new projects coming up? Uh, six months more. No, my goal is just to stay consistent with my podcast and my YouTube channel. Yeah. So I'm posting twice a week now. <gasps> so to grow, my friends told me who are in the space that you have to post at least twice per <laughs> week. That's a lot of content creation. But if you like it. Like, you mean post like the podcast twice a week? Podcast and to YouTube twice. And I have a, I know someone who is in the YouTube space. They have like millions of followers. Yeah. And they said sometimes they post six times per day. I was like, uh, what? But that's why they're raking it in. I was going to okay. say, at that point, like, my clients are going to fire me. Because they're like, <laughs> they, if you have time to post six times a day, like, they, you should be working on my wedding. That's what I feel like. <laughs> yeah. So I, it's fun in that I'm learning again. Yeah. Because after a while of doing something, yeah. you know, you can conduct a wedding, like, with your eyes closed. It's yeah. so easy for you, right? And so after a while, sometimes I can feel like monotonous is that the right word yeah. you're just like you know you're an autopilot yeah and so it's been nice uh being in a space where i'm learning again but it also comes with the emotions of frustration uh i think when you're older too yeah you're just you want to be more efficient with your time yeah i've questioned myself a lot of times like what like what are you doing yeah. and also do you feel do you stoke that do you like when you when you post do you still ever have those moments where like does anyone give a shit about this oh yeah of course okay of i want to hear more about that because i feel like i feel I sometimes feel so indulgent when I'm like, oh, my God, like, watch me, like, come in, talk with me, me. But then I also have this, like, innate feeling deep down inside that, like, I have something really important to say. Uh, wait, so for you, is it, did you not feel heard growing up or acknowledged I mean, by your parents? Is that why you're, like, no, I, I, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if it's that because I, I've always gotten detention like okay. as a young child like I remember even at church like they would put me on the stage or like I remember in the airplane they I was such a cute kid that like they let me go and hang out in the cockpit like you know so I don't feel like I wasn't ever heard but I do think that where my trauma comes from is that we didn't talk about stuff mm. we didn't really talk about like the trauma that we saw or like my parents' relationships and all the dark things that like we witness as children we never talked about it and so I think maybe that's why I love to talk and I always want to make sure to like fully understand something. But I don't know. I, I think that more so I think I've always wanted to entertain people and make people laugh. But I know that also when they say, you know, comedians are the darkest people, I, I agree. I mean, I've experienced some really, really dark spaces, but 
it's weird because I still wake up every morning wanting to have the most fun with my life. Yeah. You know, I want to have so much fun with my life. So that's, I don't know, what does that mean about me? No, I think it that comes with it. Because yeah. there's some people who are more even keel, like my husband is yeah, very yeah. even keel, which I love about him. But sometimes I'm like, do you feel anything right now? <laughs> but if you really want those like really joyful moments, it's yeah. also, it can, you can... Go to some dark spaces. Maybe that's what it is. I do want to experience. I want to experience the most beautiful life. But I also maybe have to keep remembering that, like, in order to do that, then I do have to experience the lows, the wins and the woes, right? Yeah. And it's good to learn how to manage when you're in the lows, too. It sucks. Yeah. Sometimes, like, those days you don't want to get out of bed. Do you ever have those? Oh, all all the time. Yeah. But also, I'm just, everything hurts. <laughs> Your body, like I'm physically? not even drinking and I feel hungover every day. Oh, like, man. Like, what is that? What is that? I mean, just, I mean, that's literally. We, late 30s. We were just, 40s. is that what that is? Yeah. Well, for me, now, I just turned 40 this year and like, my oh. neck, I just injured again just by sleeping the wrong way, my lower back. No, I like literally, I, I've been telling <laughs> Noah, Noah he's, you're 25. Old, you're 25, okay. He's he's young and thriving. I know Marine vet, like banging body, rude. <laughs> but like I've been I've been coming in every day, and I'm like I feel like I'm still getting enough hours. I didn't do anything last night, and I'm just I'm fucking exhausted. But I also think that there is maybe long COVID. That's what I'm hoping. Not hoping, but I'm hoping that it's not just me being old. But I do think that I'm I'm running I'm running out of steam. I'm not as you know, I don't have that that same um, unlimited battery that I used to have. Yeah, your body does change. But, I mean, the easiest thing, I think, is just to eat healthy. Because <laughs> what you eat really affects your yeah. mood and, and uh, makes sure you're drinking enough water. Yeah, those are all. It's so, like, boring, I know, but <sighs> you will feel better when you're eating. When you, when you connect to your body. Yes, I feel like now now this is really making me understand that I'm definitely not ready for a relationship. <laughs> well, just start there. Like, use that yeah. as a sign. Like, I'm not feeling that great. If you're feeling great, like, you do you. No, Don't change I do anything. not. But I if you're not. not, that's like a sign that, you know, like, up your yoga practice or whatever yeah. workout that you're doing. Yep, doing all the workouts. And, <laughs> and eating. I think eating is... One of the biggest yeah. ones. And you have a very clean eating diet, right? I I am balanced. Yeah. I, in general, I think I'm healthier than the average person. But I love my boba. I love my French pastries. I love Wetzel's pretzels and yeah. e- Eggos. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't, mean, those are not even that bad. <laughs> well, I don't believe in rules like, no, this. Yeah. No, that, like, unless you have a serious allergy. I'm yeah. like, just be balanced. Yeah. Balance. Because we travel a lot. I don't want to go somewhere. And you know, some people like travel with their <laughs> with their bullet, like <laughs> drinking green yeah. smoothies. Yeah. I'm like, dude, don't you want to consume something different and try some other foods? Like for me, I'm a very curious, adventurous person. So I want yeah. to. And um but uh, again, everyone's different. You do you, but as long as you're feeling good, great. If you're not, I think that's a really easy way to start. That is in your control. Okay, well, I'm gonna bring you back. Once I do more soul work and we'll check in with myself in here to see where I am with my health and my relationships. But I am so grateful that you came in and um, I actually learned so much about just myself. So I hope somebody got something good out of today's conversation because I feel like I selfishly took all of the time to, to, to help myself. No, that's that's awesome. That's what I do when I have therapists come on my show. It's like an hour of therapy for me. Oh my God. 
But people do. I think. I think they they get something out of yeah when, when you. Well, and we'll make sure to put a link for your book um, on the post. So thank you so much, Christine. And it was so great to chat with you. Say bye, Jimmy. Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) He's such a punk. Ooh, wait, don't go yet. Make sure you subscribe and like and follow and transfer me via Venmo. Thanks for listening. Bye.